Welcome, welcome, welcome to Nodes in the Net, a weekly tangential irreverent conversation that caters to the interests of liminal trickster mystics like you. And like JT, who is not this week's guest, because uh, we're still doing our holiday hiatus. Sorry if I misled you uh, for a moment there. Uh, But you can uh, still hear JT, you know, talking and conversing and being himself if you want to join us on the Creek Mason Discord. Uh, to get there, why not head to creekmasons.substack.com and read the essay uh, that I'm about to read to you called A Big Welcome to JT. It's part of the canonical Creek Mason pieces pinned to the top of the Creek Mason blog. Uh, And while you're there, hit that initiate yourself button at the top of the page and join us on the Discord. Return to your family. Welcome home, lost souls, lost liminal trickster mystics who are in need of a sangha, a satsang, a cult, you might say. Uh, Which kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk about uh, for this uh, particular intro to the essay about uh, JT. Um, so a long time ago, uh, I want to say like 15 years ago, I had an experience of prolonged paranoia. I was probably uh, experiencing the onset of bipolar disorder, and I was probably using chemicals that weren't helping the process. And I was probably having like a dark night of the soul kind of situation uh, during which I was being red-pilled away from the default reality, consensus reality beliefs that are so prevalent amongst people who are indoctrinated by American schools. And so I was learning about all sorts of wacky ideas uh, regarding, you know, religion and spirituality and politics and you know, all those fun conspiracy theories that you get to read at 4 a.m. with the blue light of your laptop, the only light in the room, and your frantic eyes scouring a page uh, with a single small typed paragraph uh, that contains information about the linkages between JFK and John Lennon and the Bilderbergs and the Freemasons and whoever else. And that's the reason that I got rid of the the Creek Mason moniker for a long time because I was so scared at that time that the, you know, the real Freemasons were like persecuting me uh, for my pretensions at becoming or, or starting an upstart kind of, you know, KFOB Illuminati group. Uh, so it was a there's a bit of Creek Mason history for you. I'm completely crazy. Uh, So consider that when you are uh, listening to this podcast. Everything that you're hearing is from the mouth of a crazy person. Uh, And so I, you know, over the course of several many months, I developed this whole, you know, narrative about how I had uh, been targeted by the Freemasons and the CIA or the Illuminati or whoever, some vague, you know, Agent Smith style, uh, quasi governmental alphabet soup organization <laughs> uh, that really never became less vague. It only became more vague over as time went on. It, it expanded, it encompassed more and more of the, uh, you know, the actors in the world who, uh, you know, tend to influence 
world events or seem to anyway. Uh, nowadays, it, it was it, like the kind of thing that you might throw at the feet of people who believe in QAnon. Like the that conspiracy, I think, is a really good example of the one conspiracy that I still to this day believe in, which is that someone, the CIA maybe, uh, plants these false conspiracy theories that are so wackadoo and out there that it naturally discredits the conspiracy theories of people who are just describing the known collaborations of people who have enormous wealth and power. Um, and so, uh, this like this discrediting process is something that I had felt was happening to me, and I was reading all sorts of stuff about people at the time who were, uh, you know, getting followed home after Occupy Wall Street protests, and they were, you know, getting their online evidence sucked up, hoovered up, vacuumed up by, uh, you know, the FBI or whatever for their anti-American beliefs. And I thought, like, yeah, that could be me, despite only having, like, rarely wandered into the various <laughs> protests uh, throughout the last uh, couple of years that had been going on uh, around the time of Occupy Wall Street. So I thought, yeah, that could be me. And I thought, you know, ultimately... Here's the really wackadoo part, and I, I really I, I admire you so much for coming along this crazy ride with me. Uh, I believed that I was being uh, encouraged toward a sort of loner uh, personality. I was being like gently nudged away from the mainstream uh, by you know forces that were sort of isolating me and, and causing me to become more and more paranoid and more and more narcissistic. Uh, in order to, uh, you know, turn me into some kind of like lunatic who creates a manifesto and lives in the woods or, or like shoots a bunch of people or, or, you know, something horrible and insane like that. And so eventually what happened was I wrote this Facebook post. Uh, this is like 20 years ago now, 15 years ago. I wrote this Facebook post and I explained my, it was like my open letter to the world. I will not become a source of violence in the world. I'm committed to nonviolence. I, I will never kill myself. I'll never kill anyone else. These remain my values to this day. There will be no violence. And so I wrote this open letter and, uh, and like, you know, published it to Facebook or whatever. And, you know, I guess just symbolically, it acted as a kind of prophylactic for my paranoid mind, uh, to the degree that I kind of stopped being so concerned that I was being like targeted, they call it a targeted individual in, uh, you know, conspiracy theory parlance. So I, I, I stopped thinking that I was being gang-stalked. I thought I was finally getting left alone. I had declared my peace. I had declared my desire to, uh, you know, work with the powers of the world and to work sort of um, on behalf of all humanity and, and not, you know, like become that crazy misanthrope who lives in a cabin and, and you know, does the Timothy McVeigh shit. Um, and, and so that was a concrete declaration, I think, that I want to belong to the global human community. I love life. 
life may have a boyfriend, but I still love life. And I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to be alive. I'm so grateful to be alive with all of you wonderful people, not just the liminal trickster mystics out there. Uh, when I'm doing meta, I like to say, you know, I, I am love through all of the Creek Masons, you know, word I am word. I am love through all the people who aren't Creek Masons, word I am word, you know, like that way you've kind of covered all your bases and, and then you can get around to like all beings. So that was my open letter uh, several many years ago. And now I'm making, I'm finding myself making like kind of the reverse not the reverse, that I'm still nonviolent, <laughs> 100%, no compromise on that. But I am finding myself making a sort of decision toward a parallel uh, open letter, although it's really more of like a personal declaration or a personal idea uh, that I've decided to hold, uh, you know, with, with sacred intensity, that... Not only will I not detach entirely from the world and become some kind of loner, uh, but I'm going to keep myself liminal, uh, at least for now, and I don't want to become a we. I don't want to become, you know, dissolved into uh, some sort of cult or something like that. I want to maintain... Uh, what is special about the incarnation that I, I have uh, manifested into. I want to maintain a little bit of my own uh, personal twist, my own personal intuition and, and embodied wisdom that it comes from only, you know, being a Jeff who has had Jeff experiences and who has Jeff neurochemicals, Jeff neuroconnections, all that, you know, and, and Jeff essence, Jeff soul, you know, whatever that is, you know, in the Atman form that also exists as a part of the overall Brahman, uh, you know, there, there is an Atman incarnated as me, I think. I, I do. And I think that it has uh, something to offer. And it, it's... Uh, not the kind of surrender that I want to do where I, I want to, you know, throw myself at the feet of a guru or even at a, uh, the feet of a decentralized cult. Uh, I don't, ha I, and I'll probably, I mean, this is all going to become an essay on the Creek Mason's blog eventually, I'm sure. Uh, so thank you for listening to me as I disentangle my disorganized thoughts around this idea. Uh, but I have like kind of this parallel to that open letter all those years ago that's going on right now that is a, a personal declaration that I don't want to go overboard and dissolve my ego into any one group and just like lose my meanness in order to achieve some kind of enlightenment. And the, you know, the kinds of groups that do this, I think, I mean, like Buddhist monasteries, Buddhist temples, you know, you, you see everyone kind of dressing the same, they've all got the same, you know, shaved head and stuff, or, uh, you know, ashrams, I think you, you give away some of your ego self in order to become part of the collective there. Or, you know, like, I mean, like, convents, all these religious, you know, the, in every, um, religion that I'm aware of. There are versions of these like intentional communities where people live together and work together and believe the same things and kind of become a beehive of collective, you know, effort and, and 
uh, a single will, a super organism of one group. And, you know, there are other intentional communities. There's examples of intentional communities all over the world. And you can look at, uh, you know, recent guest Travis Redtail's podcast uh, to see, you know, some of the examples of those. Uh, and that's really interesting, too. Uh, but like, I mean, regardless of whether it's like an economic commune or a political, you know, collective or, a you know, a, a, a corporation that like, I mean, like even some startups that I've belonged to have felt a little bit like, uh, you know, there's some guru worship of the CEO and stuff like that. And people kind of like lose themselves into that collective. They become their job or whatever, and they dissolve into that. And they, they're, all of their will is harnessed by the, you know, whoever is making the decisions. Or maybe no one's making the decisions and the whole superorganism has a will of its own, they say in Grapes of Wrath. Banks is something else than men. Uh, every man at a bank hates what the bank does, and still the bank keeps on operating. And so maybe that's the way all of those organizations are. All of those, you know, monks and 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 ashram members and whoever else, you know, every member of an intentional community around the world, in some way, uh, is subservient to an egregore that is the collective of the entire community's will. Uh, and maybe, you know, like not everyone hates what the Buddhist temple does for the community, uh, but still in some way it is more than men or women or they thems or, you know, all people on all spectrums, whoever contributes to it, it is more than each of their individual wills alone. It has its own identity as a super organism and it's got its own sort of, I don't know, like something that could approach a definition of consciousness. And the Creek Masons uh, belongs in that category too. Uh, and that's something that like, I'm, I'm having to come to terms with. It is an organization that, you know, sometimes flirts with the idea of becoming a fraternal organization or an LLC or uh, becoming, you know, some, some sort of, you know, spiritual community or, or like JT and I, uh, who, again, that is where I'm going. I'm going to be reading JT's intro essay. Uh, <laughs> so it'll make sense in a second here, I promise. Uh, but JT and I have talked, you know, over the course of the founding of the Creek Masons about like all the wonderful things that could be possible if this community grows enough to where we could have local meetups, local chapters, maybe even, or we could, you know, move to the woods somewhere and start a software farm that, you know, sustains itself and live according to our values and all that good stuff. You know, we've talked about all that because uh, in some ways it sounds idealistic and like a lot of fun and maybe a little bit more fulfilling to have those kinds of social connections than it is uh, to live anonymously amongst strangers in a suburb or a city or whatever. Uh, maybe actually, you know, walking you know, to the to the market to get your food for the day and passing no one whose name you don't know uh, would actually 
improve our sense of loneliness and belonging in the world, and it would be uh, wonderful to enjoy. And in a way, uh, that's what the Creek Mason server is for me right now. Uh, you know, creekmasons.substack.com and initiate yourself to join your cult family. Uh, please do, uh, because what I'm doing in the morning is it's the first place I check. I see what kind of messages have been written uh, since the last time I was online. And it's all people I know. It's all people who I vibe with. It's all people who have, uh, in one way or another, kind of volunteered the generous gift of their attention, whether they're lurkers or frequent posters, whether they write, you know, those long walls of essay texts uh, full of vulnerable introspection, or whether they are just kind of like, you know, hype people uh, who, who are throwing lots of emojis down and, and uh, you know, telling people to go off, you know, it takes all kinds. And I love all of you. I love all of them. I love being a Creek Mason. However, uh, there is this opportunity uh, right now. I, I think uh, it's important to outline this. It's already been something that I've sort of privately assured my ego uh, that I'm going to continue to uh, maintain its responsibilities to my uh, you know, personal connections, the people who rely on me in life, the people who I've made commitments to. Uh, and I'm also going to continue to honor what is special about me because I think there are special things about each of us. And, you know, that's why I started the Wiggle Stick Project. But here's the thing. Uh, Wiggle Stick, which is, you know, my, my other substack, it's kind of like contracted with the Creek Masons. Uh, it, the first, you know, independent project to be contracted with the Creek Masons is one of mine. And it's called Wiggle Stick. It is a daily tarot poem. If you're not reading it, you should. Uh, but if you want an even more entertaining version of it, go to tiktok.com and subscribe to the Creek Masons where fucking JT has been making these wonderful videos. And like, this is, this is where I really want to get like, I, so before this, uh, before I started writing this intro, uh, or I guess rambling into the mic, uh, with no plans whatsoever, I, uh, drew a tarot card and I got the six of wands, which of course is a guy on horseback, his laurel wreath or laurel crowned, you know, uh, clearly celebrating some success. He looks like a dude in a parade. He's got like, even his horse is dressed up for the occasion. And there's people around him who are all also kind of like waving their wands in the air. And it's a sign of, or a card, I guess, of public recognition, public respect and public appreciation and just success and, and, you know, public success. And so that's what JT deserves. Uh, you know, it, while I've made this, you know, private declaration to myself that I will continue to be, you know, my own special, you know, person with his unique little wiggle stick that he's going to share with the world and uh, preserve the, you know, that that little Atman that writes those cute little tarot poems and like, look, here's a special thing I made. What JT brings to my life, among numerous, countless other things, is this yes-and-ness that I find 
so endearing, enjoyable, enlivening, enlightening, and just like mind-blowingly hype-inducing. Uh, and the, <laughs> the Creek Mason's TikTok is a perfect example of it. He's got these uh, videos up now that are like, uh, it's him doing like a Bo Burnham voice, you know, like get your fucking hands up, but like, but like they're wonderful, and they I think really like improve the poems that I write. Uh, they it it like really plays with the sort of like spooky you know tarot reader persona, takes it to an absurd uh, place. And he, he does these, you know, voiceovers that are part the poem and part his own, uh, you know, improvisation around it. And uh, <laughs> almost every one of them gets a chuckle out of me and uh, gives me a, a little bit of surprise and delight. And I think that there, there's something that if you're on TikTok and you're not following the Creek Masons TikTok and JT's for that matter, uh, you should be uh, because... I like I I literally stopped to watch every single one of them and I wrote the poems so I I like more or less know what they're going to be about um but you can ask me a question I'll write uh you know ask it on JT's you know uh wiggle stick uh poem readings on TikTok leave your comment there and then I'll answer it on Substack. JT will make a TikTok out of it and it'll be this beautiful, wonderful thing that you know we all do together. Uh, and this is a good example of what it's like to be a liminal trickster mystic. Uh, and this is why I wanted to have another Adeptus Maker in the Creek Masons, and why I continue to seek more Adeptus Makers. Uh, because through this collaboration that JT and I have developed, each of us has a better chance at uh, you know, providing for ourselves a kind of Buddhist right livelihood through creations and creativity that is divorced as insofar as it's possible to be divorced under capitalism from, you know, the evils of the world, the military industrial complex, exploitation, degradation of the environment. No matter what your job is, in some way you're contributing to those things. It's kind of the inextricable nature of you know, consumption under capitalism. But because JT has my back this way, and, you know, when I'm like down and low and I just have no fucking energy to create anything and be consistent, uh, JT can step up. And when I'm, you know, feeling good and JT's on the low end, we just listen to our biorhythms. We each create when we want to create or when we feel called to create, I guess I should say, it's not so much about wanting to as it is about feeling called to, feeling like you have something to say. And so when we have something to say, we say it. And when we don't, we, you know, work with each other to to uh, come up with a, a route for energy to arrive into the conversation. And that is the number one thing that JT has always been able to provide for me in, over the course of our, you know, I guess it's like three years now that we've been talking regularly on Discord as a result of meeting at the, you know, DTFH Discord. We 
provide each other the boosts, I think, or at least he provide. I, I don't know what I provide him, to be honest. I, I guess I, I, am, I ramble at him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And maybe he gets something out of that, uh, which I am incredibly grateful, to, you know, for his patience. What I, one of the main things that I get from him is fucking energy. He is the ultimate yes and person. And, uh, you know, the wiggle stick poems are just one example. There are infinite. Uh, and I don't think that the Creek Masons would exist, certainly not in the form they are today uh, without him. And so, uh, you know, this is, this is what's available uh, to us if we, uh, you know, decide to both honor our special usness and honor our special... I guess we-ness, you know, the special I-ness and the special we-ness. Uh, <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. Um, yeah. Uh, what else do I got to say? I don't think there's much else to say, except, you know, I, I just, I, I felt, you know, a little bit called in the face of this, like, public recognition card to announce that, like, we're not at the Creek Masons, we're, we're just not going to become a parade of people with like one person on horseback and everybody else is waving their wands around and we all look and dress and act exactly the same. That's, it's not going to become, it can't. I, I just, I can't imagine that happening amongst a group of liminal trickster mystics. Um, at the same time, when one of us is doing something amazing, uh, we should kind of all you know, wave our, our banners in the air and, and congratulate and give energy to them. And, and that is uh, what you all do so wonderfully well. And so, uh, I, you know, this is... I don't think I have to say more than that. I think, good Lord, I've already been ranting for half an hour. And I think, you know, we pretty much got it in one cut. So I'm not going to do a ton of editing here. I hope you don't mind. Um, but uh, let's, you know, this enough back and forth. I think it's been enough rambling, don't you? Let's jump right into this episode of Nodes in the Net, which is, uh, you know, part of the holiday hiatus, and as such is a reading of the essay of the canonical Creek Mason pieces called A Big Welcome, A Big Welcome to JT. Here it is. Remember the other group of stoners I found at the Flintstone-style, rock-stacked creek furniture I tumbled together and christened the thrones? The ones who were passing around a foot-long bong? This other group of creek denizens were a vision in hippie. They were probably high school seniors like myself, but maybe college freshmen, I don't remember asking. One of the group was clad in a tie-dye crop top, another in one of those headshop knit sweaters we used to call drug rugs. My memory is fuzzy for the other two, except they seemed equally beyond the social cast I cast myself into through overwhelming social anxiety. Ubiquitous self-consciousness that may or may not have been justified by, may or may not have engendered, a twitchy, needy, obnoxious personality. I told them I built the thrones. 
I don't think they believed me. Maybe out of nervousness, I made corny jokes about only sleeping an hour a night and sometimes speaking languages that no one recognized when I did. Tyler Durden inspired rumors, intentionally satirically self-mocking in their absurd self-aggrandizement. I was too high to be sure the jokes were landing or simply seeming desperate. I felt desperate. More recently, I found myself wandering into the creek again, moving a rock or two each time. When I discussed it on the Creek Masons Initiates Discord, one mason observed that my evening meditating there was like a pilgrimage to our cult's first ever little holy site. The Tyler Durden thing was a phase. I don't want to be in charge of Project Mayhem anymore. Christ, I hope we're not becoming a cult. But I admit, there was Johnic Bliss available to me seated on the rocks that isn't always so accessible. There's often something special about a spot that people have poured their reverence into. It continues to be more than just me maintaining the thrones. Even through our grisly bomb cyclone-rattled winter with torrents of rain and biblical floods throughout the state, the thrones still resemble chairs. Heartwarmingly, the specifics of the superficial architecture is unfamiliar, but the person-sized boulders comprising their foundations do remain the same. That night a dozen years ago, the familiar but blindingly cool hippies drove me to another of their favorite hangouts in our sprawling suburb. I had my best friend Will with me, the one whose butt I had invented creek masonry in order to seat. The six of us hopped a fence and smoked in an abandoned, half-constructed house on the hillside of the valley. What had been put together so far was L-shaped, nothing but one wall and a floor. Behind us stretched a concrete canvas carved into the hillside, covered with vibrant graffiti. The city's lights twinkled below us, a field of blazing stars I lost myself in with help from the pot. I asked the hippies if they ever moved rock in the creek themselves. When they said yes, I declared them creek masons. They were friendly, but seemed ready to part ways. I'm not sure they felt honored. More recent recruiting. The Creek Masons are a very different thing now than they were when I was 18. I had crazy visions back then of becoming an upstart Illuminati group. I felt dissatisfied with the limits imposed by my middle class upbringing, and I wanted to be one of the Margaret Mead small group of dedicated friends who quote unquote changed the world, or however the saying goes. It was always a little kayfabe, self-mockingly self-serious, like pro wrestling. I think it's important to acknowledge that the ingredients for that kind of narcissistic cult leader energy are still inside me. Without a loving eye kept on it via integration, I know my dominator shadow will be given free reign to direct my subconscious toward behaviors that actualize its harm. More tangible safeguards are important as well, however. The Creek Mason Content Collective is consciously designed and subject to constant self-scrutiny to prevent power from accruing that can become a temptation toward abuse. Wherever possible, we employ direct democracy to prevent any one of us from embodying the benevolent dictator archetype and leaving ourselves vulnerable to the inevitable corruption instigated by power. Wherever possible, decisions that affect all Creek Masons are determined by a vote available to all Creek Masons. For now, all members who have signed up to participate, eventually only members who have skin in the game, demonstrated by paying dues. But this is all decisions, budgeting, salary, infrastructure, membership. And with that said, I am honored, delighted, and mad pumped to announce the newest addition to the membership roles of full-fledged Adeptus makers. JT, the first follower. 
We borrowed JT's Discord role, first follower, from the classic TED Talk in which one crazy dancing concertgoer, when joined by a trendsetter, inspires a whole lawn seating section rave. JT has agreed that he resembles the archetype of early adopter who turns a lone nut into a leader. He's essentially been the pilot audience for nearly every Creek Mason public creation. I can say with nearly absolute certainty that without his undying hype and brilliant vibe maintenance, it's entirely likely that I never would have emerged from my paranoia cocoon to begin to reclaim the name Creek Masons and begin to actually publish. He dealt with me sharing poems nearly daily when I was writing journaling in verse with several rough drafts of the mental appendage. His eyes were the first to slurp my early blog posts. He's the OG node in the net. The first 15 episodes of this podcast star him. And now he's the first adeptus maker. I may have made some things, but without his cheerleading support and encouragement, they'd have stayed as notes on my phone, just as they had for the harrowing and lonely 10 years prior to meeting him. JT has pledged that follower mentality, perhaps better described as a natural inclination towards service, to the Creek Masons at a vital stage in our development. In my more manic moments, my cult leader shadow peeks from my inner cobwebby corners. All social media influencers, which, let's be honest, is a category to which public intellectuals can arguably belong, are essentially cult leaders. I have sometimes found myself tempted by the modestly swelling ranks of subs to consider myself a dom. Ew. But yes, to inflate my ego and believe that I'm somehow special, gifted and talented, more special than Mr. Rogers Cood, more special than the average person I might meet. But JT has kept me diligently grounded. Though he follows me into the heavens when I embark on my manic rants, he's wonderful at reminding me I still exist on Earth. He uses careful, considerate, deliberate speech and an enduringly warm wokeness to help others feel spacious, comfortable, connected, and held in reverence. I am grateful for the honor of splitting Creek Mason Adeptus Maker's responsibility with JT, not just because he symbolically represents an earthly tether, not least because he'll be taking over most of the Creek Mason social media. I hate that shit. But because I know that he'll faithfully represent the interests and visions of this budding community. It feels like a palpable step toward right livelihood, toward becoming a working creative who belongs to and is uplifted by an egalitarian, anarchic, tight-knit, and vibious fuck organization that enables its members to focus on the aspects of writing and publishing that they enjoy by making light work with many hands. So, introducing OG Node, Indispensable First Follower, Newest Adeptus Maker, JT. Thanks for joining me, friend.